Of a Bible, you might open it up to the book of Galatians in the New Testament as we conclude our Sunday evening series that we've been doing on Galatians. This is going to be an abbreviated service, and I know for uh, I've already heard feedback. Uh, yeah, that's great. We like those, so that's uh, we all like that, right? But we're abbreviating the service because of our share and prayer groups tonight, and as John said at the welcome, we want everyone to be a part of those groups tonight. If you came tonight and you forgot about it, that's okay. If you came tonight and you didn't know about it, that's okay. If you're a guest tonight, that's okay. We want you to be a part of one of these groups. They meet throughout the building, so it shouldn't be hard to find one. If you're in a Bible class, then we have certain classes in certain groups. Maybe you saw this picture this past week in the news or on social media. It's from an Atlanta Braves baseball game on Memorial Day. But as you can see, the picture really has nothing to do with baseball, with what's happening on the field. This is happening up in the stands. At the stadium there for the Atlanta Braves baseball team, they have a memorial, a plaque. This plaque is, is for the, um, the soldiers who have been prisoners of war or missing in action. And it's uh, to commemorate the men and women who have fought for our country and and are missing or have been prisoners of war. And this plaque is right next to an empty seat, and that seat is empty for every game as a memorial to those men and women. Well, on Memorial Day, there was a junior ROTC cadet assigned to stand at that post and guard it, and that's what he did. Well, as you can see, it began to rain. And this teenage boy, this cadet, was really unbothered by the rain, but one of the Braves fans wanted to do something about it. And so, as you can see, he got up, took his umbrella, and stood next to this young man and shielded him from the rain. This photo went viral, and I think I know why. I think because it's so unusual. (laughs) It shouldn't be, but it is in this day and this time. When so much around us is saying, draw lines and build walls and attack each other, here we have just a very simple example of someone showing kindness to someone else. A simple act of kindness. That's basically Paul's message as he concludes this letter that we call Galatians. Throughout the letter, Paul has tried to assure Christians that they are free in Christ. That they don't have to jump through hoops to be accepted by God. That they don't have to first become Jewish to become Christian. But notice something that he emphasizes in the context of the freedom we have in Christ. Galatians 5, verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, Paul writes. Paul says, just because the prison doors have been swung open and now you are free to go, you can't just do whatever you want to do. Freedom is not a license to indulge the selfish nature. Freedom is not a license to do whatever you want to do. Freedom in Christ does not say it's okay to now live in any way you want to live, doing whatever you want to do. And Paul wants to make that very clear. He says, don't indulge the flesh. So often when Paul gives a don't, he also gives a do. And so we 
expect, at least I expect when I'm reading this, for Paul to say, so don't indulge the self or the selfish nature or the flesh, but do the right thing or make good choices or honor God with your thoughts and your words and your actions. And certainly there are places in Galatians and throughout Paul's letters where he talks like that. And he gives very specific instructions for individuals and what it means to live in ways that honor Christ. But notice what he does here. Look at the rest of verse 13. Remember he said, don't indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Isn't that interesting? Paul says, don't cater to self. Don't look inward. Don't indulge the flesh, but rather look outside of yourself. Look to others. Serve others. When we expect Paul to give advice on an individual level, he makes it communal. He says you live in the context of community. He places the Christian faith and freedom in this context. In fact, so much of Scripture is written with that thought in mind, that we don't live isolated lives, that we live in the context of relationships with other people. Our tendency, I think, as 21st century Americans is to individualize everything, including our interpretation of Scripture. And when we do that, yes, we speak to what we should do, and that's, that's a value, but we often lose sight of what it means to interact with each other and serve each other and look after each other because we have a responsibility to each other. That's what Paul is saying here. When we walk by the Spirit, when we we live in the freedom that Christ provides, we don't walk alone. We journey with others and we have a responsibility to each other. Look at the very next verse, verse 14. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Again, look outside of yourself and love other people. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so, in the very last chapter, Galatians chapter 6, Paul concludes this letter. Verse 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Throughout this letter, he's been talking about freedom from the law of Moses, freedom from the old law. You can't earn God's favor. You can't earn his acceptance by keeping the law. You can't even keep the law perfectly. So that's, that's not going to work. He says there's a new law, the law of Christ, the law of love. And when you carry each other's burdens, he says you are fulfilling the law of Christ the law of love if you look up it's not on the screen but if you have your scriptures open you look up to the context for this verse 2 up in verse 1 you'll see that Paul says when someone among you is struggling with sin you have a responsibility to them not to ignore them not to judge them not to gossip about them but to restore them gently restore them gently I'm so glad he included that adverb because we need to hear it gently. You don't beat them over the head. You don't force them into a different behavior. You restore them gently. 
You see, that's the law of Christ. That's the law of love. And so, together, we are co-burden bearers on this journey, in this convoy that we call Christianity. We have a responsibility to each other. And there are many ways that we carry each other's burdens. But tonight, in our time together in our groups, we want to focus on a very specific way to do that. We are going to our share and prayer groups in just a few moments. If you don't know where you're going, on the screen it has the classes and the locations for the groups. But we want in those groups to obviously pray. And so we want to use that time of prayer to help carry each other's burdens by lifting them up to God. And so to do that, we need to know what burdens to pray about. When you came in tonight, you should have received a card. If you didn't, then I I would encourage you right now, raise your hand because we have some guys with cards who are ready to hand those out in the balcony and on the floor. If you don't have a card, just raise your hand. They'll get you one. If you do have a card, get it out. And hopefully you have a writing utensil. Maybe there's one on the pew in front of you, maybe in your purse or pocket or poke your finger and write in blood. I don't know what. Find something to write with. These guys have these cards. And we want you to take a moment right now to identify a burden that we can help carry, that we can help lift up in prayer tonight in our groups. And maybe it's a spiritual burden. Maybe it's a a struggle with a certain sin or temptation. And you can be as specific or as general as you want. Maybe it's an emotional burden. Maybe it's a relational burden. Maybe a physical burden. Something that you are carrying around right now that you would love just to have someone come alongside you and say, let me just, let me just lift it for a few minutes. Let me just help you carry that for a few minutes. I would encourage you to write your name on this card so we can pray for you personally. But again, you can be as specific or as general as you want to with the details. I would also encourage you to write very legibly. You may want us to pray for your kids and we end up praying for your kidneys and that might not be good. It's probably always good to pray for our kidneys, but write very legibly so we can know what to pray about. You might say, well, I don't have any burdens. I I really don't. And I would say, you know, I, I think most of us, many of us do have some burden or multiple burdens that we're trying to carry around. Maybe for a season, maybe for a long time. Maybe we carry it for a while, set it down, pick it back up, carry it, set it down. And maybe we have trouble admitting that. Maybe we have that burden packed in in bubble wrap, you know, and we we have it packed in so many things that it's hard to really get to it. Uh, But let me just encourage you, to be open and honest and use this as an opportunity to write down on this card a burden that we can pray about tonight. Maybe it involves your family, maybe something at work or at school, maybe in your marriage, maybe some big event or big transition coming up, maybe it's a loss that you're dealing with. Use this as an opportunity. Maybe it's someone you care about and you know they're carrying a burden and you're trying to help them carry a burden. 
And so here's what we want you to do. We want you to write that down on this card and take it with you to your group tonight. And when you get in there, find the minister or one of the shepherds and give them your card. There's also going to be some more blank cards in the groups if you need one. Those cards will be collected and we will pray over them tonight in our group time before we have our meal together. We will pray over these very specific requests. Our hope is that somehow we can help lighten the load that you're carrying, whatever that may be, a physical, emotional, spiritual, relational concern, that we can help lighten that load and that you will find some degree of peace and rest. After we pray over those cards tonight, we're going to make them available and we're going to ask you in your group to take, if there's enough cards, take one or two cards with you and commit to praying for that person in the next few days and possibly weeks. And you might even want to reach out to that person. Send them a note or a call or a text or an email and just let them know you're praying for them. Maybe ask them, how, how can I help carry this burden for you? And so those will be available in each of the groups. I would encourage you to take one with you. So again, please take advantage of this opportunity. Paul says, carry each other's burdens. So much of our lives are spent looking inward. You say, well, you don't know, I got a lot to carry myself. I understand that. I understand. But sometimes it makes our burden a little bit lighter when we can actually help carry someone else's burden. There's no logic in that. Many of the things that are true in the, God, in the kingdom of God don't necessarily work with logic, human logic. And yet it's so true. So fill out that card, take it with you. We want to pray over it tonight. And as we conclude, we want to offer an invitation. And the invitation is for you to come to Christ, the ultimate burden bearer. Remember, it was Jesus who said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And Jesus says, I will give you rest. Maybe tonight you need to come to Jesus and just find peace and rest in him. If we can pray for you, if tonight you want to be baptized to become a Christian, we would love to help you in that. We invite you to come as we stand and sing.